Well, it's been almost 20 years since um, this church sent Kim and myself and our two children off to the Middle East to serve the Lord. It's been a, a tremendous journey, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to serve. As you might know, we have changed locations. We went to Asia Minor first and now serve from southern Spain. Um, I was called off the field to become international director of Christar. I have a few pictures that I hope we can show here. And my message this morning is the God of innovation. And I think there are three points that we can draw out from our readings this morning. The first in 1 Samuel, if we can go back to that slide, is that you know, David didn't do it the traditional way. You know, he went to put on that armor and said, that's not for me. And he reached down and he found five smooth stones, a new tool to accomplish the mission that God had given him. The, the second was Peter. And Peter had one vision of the way things were. And God gave him a greater vision of the, his mission that he was going to accomplish through Peter. A much wider vision. And then what I just read in John, the, the unity of believers is such a compelling testimony to the world today. May we step into that well. Well, as I said, Kim and I serve with Chris Starr, and we can take a look at that next slide. You know, we exist, it says... And I don't have my glasses, so i got to get a little closer here. But we exist because entire people groups still have no access to the transforming love of God. People groups, over 7,000 indigenous people groups with their own culture, with their own language, have no church, no missionary, and no one living among them to share the love of Christ with them. And that's what our focus is as a mission organization. Let's take a look at the next one. Um, we've all experienced, we're experiencing even today, the, the realities of COVID and how even cultural gestures have changed. You know, in many of the cultures where we work around the world, um, you would get, greet someone with two kisses and a great big hug. But no, today, and many people that I met at the door, we bumped elbows, right? Our, our whole culture and our whole way of greeting have changed. COVID if, uh, has affected Everything in the world. Go to the next slide, please. But that world is still in God's hands, and he has a plan for the world. Let's look at the next one. Um, I, I just came from a conference, and what Alex asked me to give to you today is kind of a, a ministry update. And so um, I was in Texas last week, and we were acknowledged, I guess, or um, for innovation in mission. And if you'd like to read the stories about some of the things that God is doing in our midst, I encourage you to Google this. It's called Mission Frontiers. They publish a quarterly magazine, and you can download that edition and see some of the amazing things that have happened in recent times and how God is using incredible events to call people to himself. Let's look at the next slide. The first one I want to talk about is... Uh, Media to movements, you know, social distancing and countries being closed down really affected our ministries around the world. We serve in 33 countries um, among people who have no access to the gospel. And so what I told our board of directors is that if I had to look at the last two years, I would say that our, our workers, our 
colleagues around the world, almost 700 of them, adapted in amazing ways. And what, one of the things that's been labeled is this media to movements. Let's look at the next slide. Um, th this is particularly, I want to give one example that, that's happening in Europe to people that couldn't gather anymore. And um, go to the next slide. This is my friend Aziz. Now, your church sent a group to us when we were in Asia Minor. And we got to serve among the people for about two weeks together. And Aziz is one of the people that the church met. And they prayed for. They laid hands on them and came alongside Aziz. Well, uh, Aziz moved on to Europe. He uh, immigrated to Europe. And he was ready for COVID. And actually, he had been preparing for years through something he called Skype Church. And is where he would gather unbelievers um, on the refugee highway. And for three times a day, almost every day, at three different time zones, so he could um, interact with people, um, he, he would have what he called Skype Church. Well, that grew and grew over the years. And then as COVID hit, it expanded to uh, Zoom and Microsoft Teams and then a website. And then uh, this guy right here, Aziz, now leads a church of 10,000 former Muslims online, and the Austrian government has recognized that church as one of the largest churches in their country, but it's people that live outside their country. 10,000 people as part of this church, using media to grab them, to interact with them, and to lead them to Christ, and then to disciple them. So Aziz was ready for the pandemic. And he had the tools, he had the knowledge, and um, he had the ability to reach out to those people. Media to movements, using media to start a people movement of people coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Over 10,000 people registered to be part of his church, and the Austrian government, to our surprise, recognized that and registered that church. Let's look at the next one. The, the next one I want to talk about is the phenomena of WhatsApp. You, you may use it. Um, you know, being able to use technology, again, as social distancing and lockdowns in, in Spain for us and in many of the countries where our workers serve, you know, that we could only go outside one hour a day. For five months, we were uh, locked down, and um, you could go out for exercise just one hour a day. So how, how do you plant a church? How do you disciple people? How do you share the good news of Christ? Well, in the next slide, you'll see in North Africa, okay, um, over 85% of North Africans use WhatsApp. And the, the reports that we've received are just amazing on how people were studying the Bible. Large groups of people were gathering to study God's word. Let's look at the next slide. And the, those opportunities just continue to expand and expand until a digital church planting movement has happened in North Africa among least reached people, all through WhatsApp. You know, it's pretty phenomenal that the technology that we have today can be channeled to share God's love, his word, to disciple and grow people, to have people come to faith in Christ. These weren't our original plans on how to, church, to plant a church, but God is using those tools today. Let's look at the next one. And COVID-19 affected a lot of things, but also gave us some platforms on which to serve other people. And let's look at the next slide. Um, in Southeast Asia, 
Okay? They, they are still struggling. Only the last report I had, only 5% of their population is vaccinated or has access to the vaccine right now. Um, but if we look at the next slide, uh, nurses in Southeast Asia are able to go to the remotest parts of the countries that we serve. Filipino nurses um, working and serving um, among people that are really challenged by COVID. And other services aren't being able to provide, but they are stepping in and being able to share the love of God, the word of God, and to share their own testimony with people that had no access to the gospel before COVID. If you know anything about Mindanao and southern Philippines, you know, it's a very um, tribal Muslim location um, with millions of Muslims there. And our workers, our colleagues from the Philippines are, are able to serve as nurses and go into those communities and share God's love with them, even now. Just God is a God of innovation, opening up opportunities for people to step into the lives of people that have never met Jesus Christ before. And then he's changing the way that people go to the field. And uh, we, we talk about three rivers or three streams of mobilization that people are going to the field now to serve. And the, those three streams are as traditional workers like you sent Kim and I. You know, I, I left my job, um, my professional career, went off to seminary, um, was trained, uh, came back, raised my support, and then was deployed to the Middle East. Well, that still works in some places. But also marketplace professionals, those are, are willing to take their skills. You know, people like lawyers and doctors and um, architects and carpenters that, that, that would take their careers, take their professions and go serve among least reached people is a widening stream of mobilization for us today to plant and share God's love with people who have never met Jesus Christ. And then thirdly is, um, bam, business's mission. The idea of opening a business for the purpose of transforming communities for Christ. The three streams that are turning into three rivers of mobilization for us today. Let's look at the next slide. The, the first is uh, the reality that, you know, decades ago you could go on a missionary visa to almost anywhere in the world but that's not possible anymore. Um, the blue passport that Americans have, it's oftentimes uh, not as easily accepted as it was even 20 or 30 years ago. Governments don't issue church worker or missionary visas in many of the locations that we work. And so if that's not going to work, do we stop going? No, we don't, we just change the way that we go. And if we look at the next slide, um, the, this next slide is a picture in my office um, of an incubator that we've started to prepare workers, our colleagues, to open businesses that transform societies. And it, it is so productive, it is so popular that it was recognized by the European Commission and won a prize for innovation for helping people to take their idea of reaching a people group and turning it into a viable business that would transform their whole community. God is a God of innovation and he's opening new ways to engage people around the world, particularly among those that have no church, no missionary, and have never heard of Jesus. And then the next slide. 
marketplace professionals. And uh, I'm in Gainesville, Florida here, a lot of professional people, a lot of people who are highly educated and highly skilled in what you do. You know, you could take those skills, that profession that you have, and you could accept a job somewhere else in the world among a people group that has no access to the gospel. You know, the, the field in North America to mobilize those people is so great that many organizations are dropping the other two streams and just mobilizing marketplace professionals today. The, the great thing, and I'm grateful for being part of an organization that has served least reached people and been fruitfully planting churches for 110 years. That's how old Christar is, the organization that I'm now CEO of. And we have a lot of experience on planting the church, on how to share Christ with those around us who have never heard, of how to live in a culture that might be antithetical to the gospel. And you couple that with people being able to take their professions and move to those locations, uh, I think it's you know, just a great synergistic partnership for the purpose of reaching people that have no access to God's love, no access to even the word Jesus. They've never seen a Bible. They've ne never had an opportunity to hear the gospel, not once. And so what we're seeking is people who would take their professions, that would be interested in using your professional skills somewhere on maybe the refugee highway. You know, refugees are pretty close to my heart, and let's take a look at the next slide here. I want to talk just particularly about where my office is located in Spain and the opportunities among migrants particularly. Let's look at the next picture. Um, that, that headline that I said was from the local news and it said the plight of migrants in Spain and in the city of Almeria, which is just three hours from my office. Let's look at the next slide. Um, there, there is 50,000 North African immigrant agricultural workers who have moved there and they're living in slums. And what, what's amazing to me and the God of innovation is because of the things we've done in our local city, that the government, the city of Almeria, has asked us to come in and see if we can work with this people because we've seen transformation happen in one place after another after another. Now, these are agricultural workers that come to work year-round in the, the fields of Spain, which is actually the vegetable basket for most of Europe. And there is no church there among them. There is no people that's engaging them. In fact, most of the local community is afraid of them. They're distancing themselves more than just COVID restrictions from this people group. And so we're looking for a team to raise up that would go work with these 50,000 um, agricultural workers that are located in the city of Almeria, Spain. And the government wants to help us by helping to fund building housing for them and with them. Um, actually, the technology to build that housing, it was developed by NASA. And we were invited to a meeting. We went to Almeria and we saw how these buildings are put together. And then the city leaders asked us, can you raise up some people to come and do this for us? I, I think there's amazing opportunities to serve God if you're willing to do that. And one of those is in Almeria. Let's go to the next slide. On um, the second, this is a um, headline that was in the papers uh, this summer. And it says that Spain now sees more migrant arrivals than any other European country. 
You know, in 2018, we became the, the center of the refugee crisis, as Europe, Europe called it, right? In 2015, it was Germany. Um, and then in 2017, it was Italy. And then 2018, it became Spain. And un until today, 2021, more people are coming to Spain than any other country. They come across North Africa, they get on boats, they pay human traffickers, and they come to our shores. And we have an awesome opportunity to share the love of Christ with them. And so I, I ask you to consider, if you're interested in sharing God's love with people who have never heard before, who speak a language that you'd have to learn. Many of these speak Arabic, and you'd have to come and learn Spanish and Arabic, but the idea is that you would come and serve alongside us, that it's not going to be a team of two or three people that reach these migrants and refugees. It's going to be a, a team of 20 or 30 to transform that whole community of 50,000 people. Let's look at the next slide. And so, the, you know, the things like this happen, though, that um, on... World Refugee Day on June 20th of this year, the European Commission takes a little tiny mission organization called Christar and puts it all over their social media, saying the difference that we're making in the lives of these immigrants and refugees. Now, our, our purpose is to plant a church among them. But we do that by engaging in a holistic ministry approach. And, and we, we need people to be able to do that. What we, I, Kim and I, are grateful for the support that we received from the church. We were so impacted when the church came and visited us uh, in Turkey. And to see one of the people that you laid hands on now leading an innovative online ministry like Aziz that, that is affecting the lives of 10,000 people. Uh, maybe you didn't know that you had that power, that, that ability, that influence when you pray and you serve among people to do things like that. But your church is doing it, and I want to thank you for that. Let's go to the next slide. The, the last thing I want to close is if you want to find out more about what God's doing in um, innovation and what mission organizations are, are doing today, um, Evangelical Mission Quarterly. It's kind of like the academic um, uh, trade magazine for missions and missiology today in the evangelical world. Um, they Just three days ago, on October 1st, they came out with their latest um, edition, and they gave me an opportunity to write an article for them looking at innovation and missions and what God is doing. Uh, I'd encourage you maybe to go and Google EMQ, um, Evangelical Mission Quarterly, and you can download their latest edition and look at what God is doing, not only through Christar, but through multiple organizations in the area of innovation. That God has called us to be innovative. You know, we have the mind of Christ, says 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Right? We, we have the ability, we understand God's plan. And when we step into people groups, um, governments are astonished at the solutions that we come up with because we have the mind of Christ. So that's my ministry update for what's happening live uh, around our network. And I, again, I want to thank the church for continuing to support us, um, for praying for us, for sending us those emails. Um, I praise God for you. Thank you.